1: 911 Police. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the forty-four caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents. Tell me
0: we have a lead. Stone Cold No. It was literally like The Hunger Games.
1: Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt hey guys, welcome back to not another true crime podcast i'm sarah levine
0: and i'm danny murphy and we are your partners in crime wine and time because for the next hour we'll be in your ear talking about some crazy shit let's get into it
1: so much shit first up we got headline hunters we have two Um, wild headlines today danny i think yours wins
0: I think mine wins too. No offense. It is because it stopped me in my track when I saw it because I was like, this is exactly (laughs) what this new segment is for. All right. So I saw this headline in the New York Post and I'm just going to read it. Murdered child star haunts LA home 30 years later, owners say. Sure. A very Halloween (laughs) October theme. I know also my favorite is I'm like, Y'all, that's the most LA shit ever too. That they're like, no, my ghost is a celebrity. <laughs> no, it's not a <laughs> ghost. This ghost was in movies. And I'm like, Oh my god, no, right. No, it's Casper. Well, not even Casper, because Casper is probably the most famous ghost. All right. <laughs> but the story is that this couple moved into the house 19 years ago, and 10 year and um 13 years before that, a 10-year-old child star, Judith Barcy, was brutally murdered by her father, Joseph, there, which is so tragic. Uh, it also was, it kind of got even more intense. Uh, he was, he was, apparently was a drunk and during one of his drunken rages, killed her, uh, his wife, and then himself and then poured gasoline everywhere, but obviously well, did not get to that part of it. But she was in Jaws of the Revenge, this little girl. And now these owners are convinced every Creek or something like that, is this girl haunting them? I, do I believe- Okay, I gonna, have
1: a lot of questions. Yes. First yeah. being- which one is Jaws the Revenge? Like, what number are we talking?
0: <laughs> I also didn't know. Like, I thought, like, every Jaws film was just, like, more Jaws. You know what I mean? I didn't know they had, like, different levels of it. But um, yeah. this was this was the one that came out in 87. and it's why, That means like, nothing
1: to me, but fair yeah. enough.
0: Well, and it's interesting, too, because I didn't watch the show because I don't know how to download Quibi unless they end up sponsoring this podcast and it's my favorite platform in the entire world. But <laughs> I don't know how to do that. But... Um, this is that's going to be on that murder house flip show there which like i'm oh, mad that shit. we're not hosting but i am kind of curious about that so we'll i kind
1: of wanted this could be like an interesting episode
0: i know well, maybe i'll download it
1: <laughs> yeah oh i just mean of our podcast oh oh not yeah. of the show Meh. wait
0: let's just like now i'm like let's just steal their idea for episodes i hope you know i'm down
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's what you get for not letting us host.
0: I know, but also I feel like in like in LA or houses in general, if you're like, okay, the house is haunted, but like by like three of the golden girls, I'd be like, Yeah, I'm in a bidding war for this home. Like sometimes Oh, obviously. With a celebrity angle, like it does kind of work. It is the most LA thing ever. They're like, Okay, well, Gwyneth Paltrow goes to Craig's and um the Barcy haunts this home. It really, I'm like, why would they let this girl leave? Like let her, let her have her home.
1: I mean, I feel like in LA, they would put crystals in the home to try to, like, attract ghosts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Full-on seances with Sauvignon. Oh, oh my God. That's exactly. also what I'm doing. Seances with Sauvignon Blanc. It's going to be my new... Oh, that'll be my cult. So. This is your,
1: like, <laughs> Long Island Medium talk show. This is a very good idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, I am drinking Dunkin' Donuts, so it really fits. Okay, but what is your headline <laughs> I that. that
1: you found? Okay, Britney Spears' lawyer likened her mental capacity to comatose patient. Ooh. I got nice. that TMZ push notification, and I was like, what? Um, so, apparently, because I'm like, it's one thing if Jamie Spears' lawyer says that, I guess, but why is it Britney's own lawyer saying that?
0: Yeah, that's actually so, in- yeah. So like, you're supposed to be defending her.
1: I know. Like, here's what I don't get. So, there was, like, apparently a hearing um, Wednesday – This could have been last Wednesday. I don't remember when I wrote this. I think this past Wednesday. Okay.
0: Everything's a Wednesday, yeah.
1: Yeah, whatever. TMZ says it was like a pretty routine hearing until the judge started asking questions about Brittany's mental state. Hmm. The judge asked if Brittany would sign a declaration that she wants a co-conservator because, if you remember, she wanted like her dad taken off or someone else appointed on her behalf. And the lawyer apparently said that she lacked the mental capacity to sign a declaration. So now I'm just extremely freaking confused. Like, does this woman need a conservatorship or not? If she can't even sign a form, like that's, um, I don't know. That's like worrisome.
0: And then also it's confusing too, because like, do you think that the her lawyer now, like, is this the lawyer being honest or is this the lawyer getting another payday? What's happening? Yeah, I don't so even know. How much, like, I, I feel like I've met a lot of people that sign documents that I'm like, what's going on with you? I feel like Brittany can sign a document.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really confused, but, um, like, I don't know. She, it's a, her lawyer says she's not capable of signing a legal document, but like, But I don't know, but then how can she be capable of like managing her own affairs? Yeah, and also I'm like, she's capable of like posting, like did you see she posted like the flannel photos
0: of her on Instagram? She's capable of being honest with us, so I feel like- Those are
1: very cute, like very back to school. I know, I was like, I just want to take
0: Britney to like an apple orchard and to give her like cider. And like, I'm like, I adopt Britney Spears? Like now it's like a whole different
1: thing. Honestly, throw your name in the ring. Like maybe they'll let you be the conservator
0: i like i have the time like you know what i mean like i would like especially like because like adopting like a 38 year old that's so much easier than adopting a child i'm just like okay <laughs> they're i already potty
1: she... trained <laughs> right? yeah,
0: they're already potty trained
1: oh my god i'm dead they probably <laughs> like to watch
0: like the same shows as me like we can watch the good wife together uh i think she'll like i can like she can she doesn't open wine which is perfect so it really works i could see her
1: being into the good wife i'll give you that one <laughs> i feel like there's something there. who doesn't like the good wife juliana margulies we love her
0: what a gorgeous girl oh
1: my god no one's amazing amazing um okay so i also wanted to play before we get into like really some serious doom gloom like terrible (laughs) shit um i wanted to play another game that i came up with called serial killer court which Uh is basically like like we love the super secret serial killer traits but i gotta say like some of them are just reaching they're just like you're not a serial killer you're just normal
0: or just some of you just like don't like your boyfriend and they're like isn't it fucking weird that he does this and i'm like maybe just dump him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, my boyfriend doesn't eat the spinach on the bottom of the bag that's rotted and gross. I'm like, yeah, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. They're like, no, he breathes like when I'm trying so, to oh, focus okay. on work. Yeah. And he keeps on breathing heavy and I'm like, okay, what? <laughs>
1: I mean honestly that would be me and that is why I'm single. So <laughs> Okay, this one actually I put up on our Instagram story poll but it's literally 50-50 last time I checked. Oh. like candy corn. Is it a super secret serial color trait? Cuz personally I think candy corn is a trash candy.
0: Oh, I think it's delicious. Oh my I god, we're really split. Oh my God. I think it's so fun. And it's like, you just like uh, chew it. And like, I yeah. like to do the thing where you like chew, like you bite off each little section one at a time.
1: Okay. That was going to be my next serial killer trait potentially. Candy corn is just like sugar shaped like a triangle. I just don't get yeah. that feel. It's like waxy sugar. I don't <laughs> like it. That's what I
0: like. I like candles wax. You do like, I like candles. Sugar. So, I mean, it's a perfect combo for me. I can't eat my candle because they oh cost too gosh. much money, but I can hoof down some candy corn.
1: Wow, we're split. Okay, my verdict is that liking candy corn is not a serial killer trait, even though I don't personally like it. Mm-hmm. Eating it color by color is definitely like a little borderline. It's a little too calculated for me. It,
0: it, oh, that, that is true. Mike, producer Mike likes candy corn, so Sarah, you do lose.
1: Fine. The verdict is not guilty. Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just... So everybody,
1: enjoy your candy corn. I guess.
0: And let me know if you eat it. And if you eat, do also do what I don't do this anymore, but I used to love like biting up the little bit first, then the second part. It was like a fun adventure.
1: I can get that. I mean, I can sort of get behind that.
0: I just got a spam call. <laughs>
1: I was like, "Did you just take a phone call?" Well, like this, like you this can just put spam- the spammer on. Oh my god, well, it's so time. weird. We
0: have to do an episode. I feel like on this down the line, like Con Ed keeps calling me, but it's not Con Ed, and I'm like, "Who is this?"
1: Yeah, I keep getting calls where it's like, "We are trying to reach the vehicle owner." Listen, I haven't owned a car since. Well, I haven't owned a car ever. I haven't no, exactly. had exactly. a vehicle since 2016.
0: And that's why, like, I'm like, okay, I'm just not gonna answer but I'm like, okay, well, what if it's like actually Con Ed, and they're like, "Hey, we're shutting off," and I'm like, they play games
1: right and they're like we're shutting off your all of your utilities right now and you're like fuck the one time the one the
0: one night only the one time i'm like no i'm sorry i'm talking about candy corn right now i don't have the time to call you (laughs) okay well
1: i don't have time to set up my electricity we're deciding if candy corn is weird okay yes um everybody asked for it you guys are sick as fuck what can i say um but the netflix documentary american murder is it american murder or american murderer
0: i think murderer
1: in any case i definitely watched it in one day i was obviously one day but i, 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 I <laughs> kind of was like well i was like let me just put this on like i was about to go to bed and i was like let me just put this on and see what it's about and then like an hour and 20 minutes later i'm crying and i'm like this was a bad choice
0: this is an interesting thing that we've been talking about in the dms too i didn't cry during it but it was really sad maybe i'm not like a big i'm a big crier at songs but not documentaries i think
1: that's fair i didn't like full-on sob but i definitely teared up
0: but it did rip my heart out yeah
1: yeah and i think what really did it was like the found all the found footage just really broke me just like seeing the kids Like, just laughing and running around just, like, seriously, seriously broke me. It
0: really broke me, too. And I feel like it's going to be the new, I think it is kind of going to be the new um, way that a lot of documentaries are done just because of social media, because now there's so much videos and stuff like that of people online that are going to be getting a lot more home video, like, documentaries, and get prepared for them to hurt more. Yeah.
1: Oh, boy. If I get murdered, I do not want my embarrassing childhood videos your TikToks for like, like. my dumb, yeah. I'm all my dumb, like, hey guys, like selfie videos put <laughs> on Netflix. Please do not do that to me. Thirst traps only.
0: <laughs> Thirst traps only. TTO.
1: <laughs> so, okay, obviously, we're talking about um, the Chris Watts, the murder of Shanann Watts and their kids. And we're kind of going to go through the facts and also talk about the documentary sort of at the same time. It'll I mean, awesome. not literally at the same time, but I'll just weave it in one so that, yeah.
0: the a one-stop shop, because in case there's anything missing or just like to reinforce some details in case no one has seen the documentary yet, which you should see, it's kind of a double combo.
1: Exactly. So Shanann was born January 10th, 1984 in New Jersey. Um, prior to meeting Chris Watts, she was married and then divorced in 2009. And apparently they she met Chris kind of on facebook um how i don 't yeah i so yeah, apparently a mutual friend sent her chris 's Facebook info, but she deleted it and was like, whatever, uh which same yeah, and then um later, she had gone through some like health, so then later, like Chris friended her on Facebook and she added him, and then kind of like after going through some health challenges, um, being diagnosed with lupus. She and Chris started to talk. Um, She had been like going through a dark time with these health issues and she quit her job. Um, And so that was kind of how they got close. Um, And then they got married in North Carolina on November 3rd, 2012. So almost an election wedding. Yeah. Yes. Oh, (laughs) Obama. Oh my God. (laughs) was an election wedding. Um, according to her LinkedIn, she was working at, at a, as a human resources specialist at the Colorado Children's Hospital in 2013 because after getting married, they did move to Colorado. Um, she also worked in a call center. Um, and then the other big thing that a lot of people have been DMing us about was that she was a promoter for Level slash Thrive. Um, Level is the company, Thrive is the product. It's a nutritional supplement patch, which we're going to get into more um, later on in the episode. Um, she started doing that in January 16, and um, and then her also her close friend Nicole sold Thrive as well. Um, so That's how it's,
0: you get everyone, all your friends. Like once you get one, they all come in together for Thrive. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. And like I said, they moved to Frederick, Colorado in 2013, um, they had two children together and also Shanann was pregnant with the third at the time of her death.
0: Yeah, and I know like it was such a big thing, like she loved being able to own a house and like build, like she was really big on having this dream home type of situation and all the kids, and they're all so cute.
1: Yeah, um, I also remember this case kind of unfolding in real time. I mean, it didn't happen that long ago, it was like 2018.
0: I did too, yeah. I cuz I remember just being like, "Oh, what the fuck is happening?" But it happened and also what we'll get into, it all happened so fast, too.
1: Yeah. It happened. I feel like it happened so fast and it was never a mystery. Like the police immediately were like, "Oh, this guy did it."
0: Well, that's like an, even in the documentary the neighbor who like films everything, which okay, interesting. Well, she's back a superstar. For a later date. what do you say? I
1: said she's a superstar. Like oh, again, we're get into this neighbor. but like oh the guy neighbor yeah
0: when who he was, was like, like well, he's acting shifty like, why are you filming me but then when he was like i don't <laughs> trust this guy and i was like i'm into this so like, yeah. no one in the beginning you
1: don't you just have that friend that's always filming everything just for like insta story <laughs>
0: that is actually true i mean like who yeah there's there could be crimes uncovered in the back of any instagram
1: oh my god like, probably
0: Oof. All right, so now to the timeline, of course, because unfortunately, we're not just talking about this lovely family. They were talking about the murder that took place. So, But first, it started with a timeline of a disappearance. So on Monday, August 13th, Shanann and her daughters were reported missing from their home in Frederick, Colorado. Chris initially told the police that around 4 or 5 a.m., uh, he and Shanann had a quote-unquote emotional talk about his desire to separate.
1: I mean, that's that's not untrue.
0: Yeah, not, not untrue. Technically, yeah. but... And then, um, <laughs> so what kind of went down, and they did this in a, a different way in the documentary, because this is when they were all sort of looking around and uh, things like that. Chris ended up telling the police that he witnessed Shanann attacking their daughters via the baby monitor. We'll get into the fuck that is. Uh, at 5.27, though, this is, and also this is the footage from the neighbor. Security footage caught Chris backing his truck up into the garage. He uh was initially and then we'll kind of uh hop into where he when he starts to get the confessional later but at 1 40 p.m the police go home to check on shenan because her friend was calling kind of being like her friend to call was like she didn't show up to her 10 a.m doctor's appointment they just got back from a trip and like she dropped her off at night from the trip and then she had this doctor's appointment at 10 a.m and then she was also a 15 week pregnant woman with two kids so it's not like Nicole was kind of like, she's not just running away or doing something like that. Like something is up. She was very worried and concerned. Um, The police, uh, when they went to the house, they found her wallet and purse there. So no sign of foul play, no sign of her leaving with anything. The annoying thing too, because so much of this uh, documentary was through body cam footage, was that Chris during all this time too was like, it's weird, the phone's her lifeline. I wonder where it is. And he sent her fucking text messages.
1: Yeah, that's just so like demented
0: and also this this the side note is that netflix now i guess they learned how to put text messages on screen we've seen this a few times and now they love it there is too many text messages some would say on the screen i will i mean we'll touch on it but like the text they had from shenan i'm like why are you why are you putting these in here they like it showed how much she loved some Chris, of it was
1: was a, a kind of a yikes like all the sexual stuff i was like you do not need to put this in there i do not need to know about this couple's sex life or lack thereof, or the fact that she, like, was horny one day and and he stole didn't sleep with her. Like, I, I got what it achieved, but I also felt like that could have been way paraphrased.
0: Exactly. And also my favorite is the, the text, because she wasn't always texting Nicole, the girl that was in the documentary, but yeah. it was just this other girl who just, like, you could tell, because we've all been on the receiving and the sending end of these text messages, <laughs> when you're half ass paying attention. She's like haha, ha, oh my God, go talk to him. She's like, you, she didn't even read the text. <laughs> <But> that,
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like also there's only so many times like, it's like, what, what, what would her friend do? She's just there to vent. So exactly, yeah. she was like, all right, well, you know, talk to your husband. Yeah. Um, otherwise.
0: Um, yeah, so, uh, so the police went and they found all their, her belongings. And then the morning after uh, the disappearance, that uh, now disappearance, but we know murder, Chris made three calls one to school to unenroll his daughters, one to a realtor to discuss selling the house, and one to his goddamn girlfriend. Literally? Was, how did the, the police, how did the, like, I'm shocked, like, the schools, I guess because it happened so fast, wouldn't you think the schools would call the cops to be like, hey, these missing kids just got unenrolled from, like, our school?
1: Right. I mean, that's, I mean, there are so many reasons, but I feel like this is one of the reasons why, like, this guy got caught, Immediately. Like, he could not have been more suspicious. Yeah. Like, oh, your your family goes missing, I say in air quotes, and you're already trying to sell the house? Like, what the fuck? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah.
0: So, and then also the next, the night before the murders, Chris texted a coworker asking to go to the oil field early the next morning. So, I mean, he really did not cover his any
1: tracks at all. No. He... Yeah, he really, I don't even know what to say. I hate yeah. this guy with every fiber of my being. Yeah.
0: And then I'll just uh, quickly, just on Tuesday the next day, a Frederick detective request a uh, press release plus help from the CBI and the FBI uh, Tuesday afternoon. Of course, because this story is kind of like stories that we've seen before. It's very much in media, a story that the media would take up fast.
1: Oh, 100 so Chris
0: talks to local news stations saying not having his family at home is, devastating
1: what a jackass
0: and he's doing like um and also we saw like he was like pleading to be like Shannon, if you're watching this bring bring our kids home you know like bring them all home we are all family yeah. and it's like fuck you
1: oh uh, yeah yeah i mean like i said i think everyone knew what had happened pretty quickly and his like half-assed attempt to try to make himself look innocent wasn't convincing to anyone so then on wednesday august 15th the police did a drone search of the oil and gas site and they found a bed sheet matching the pattern of some pillowcases at the house and also i think another other top sheet or like a fitted sheet at the house um and then that very evening they discovered that chris had an affair with a co-worker and then 11 30 p.m that day chris is arrested on suspicion of first degree three murder charges and three charges of tampering with a deceased human body. So, it's it's weird because I really do remember this like spiraling in real time and I feel like it was in the news for like weeks, but I also so it's kind of shocking for me to go back and watch the documentary and be like, "Oh, this was open and shut like actually pretty quickly."
0: In a day. I know cuz I w- when then when I was even looking back at articles cuz I know what and I think it was maybe just like maybe the press was doing, like, reactions from and stuff like that. Definitely. Because like, I remember I was like, oh, my God, this was, like, a year-long thing, right? I was like, no, it was, like, I've had packages take longer to get delivered than him, oh to be arrested. Like, truly.
1: Yeah, seriously. So, um, okay, sidebar about the affair. So, it was a woman named Nicole Kessinger who worked with Chris. Um, she was working in Nicole's the-
0: Nicole's called NIC HRL, just F O A I
1: yeah these people had really interesting names. I think the other Nicole also had an interesting With, spelling
0: a k was going on there
1: somewhere I, I i do think she had a k so that that was a fun time. Um, so she was working in the environmental department of this like petroleum company that I'm not gonna try to pronounce oh, when she that, yeah. met Chris, who was then an operator um and she knew about um his kids and also his wife but she believed that he was getting divorced because he told her that they were separated which gives me big scott peterson vibes
0: oh major
1: yes i hate it i hate it um and he had told her basically that like they were sort of in the final stages of getting a divorce which couldn't really have been further from the truth um and she kind of helped also she helped the police
0: yeah, she did help, yeah, which is good. Well, I was gonna say classic, like, what a guy. Just like, oh no, we were gonna get a divorce. Like, we felt the vibe. It's like- I know. She was texting you saying like, you're my rock, you're my moon. She was telling all her friends that she Ew. wants to sleep with you. Like, come the fuck
1: up. yeah, gross. Um, so she kind of questioned Chris about his wife. Like, when she saw the disappearance on the news, she like, called him and texted him. Um, and she also called the police because she said he was like, too unemotional about it. Um, yeah, that
0: he was so unemotional about everything during the even in the interviews and everything.
1: Yeah, even his like his one clip in the documentary was oh. like he was choking out tears. Like he just did not care. Um, she also didn't testify at Chris's trial, but she did go. I mean, maybe they just didn't need her to at that point. Um, I guess so. so, I also, I mean, I can go like a little bit more in depth into the affair. So this is from an interview she did with, a Den- with the Denver Post in 2018, and I think after that interview, she really didn't speak to the press much again, which, understandable.
0: Yeah, I, I get why.
1: <laughs> yep, I get why. So, um, according to this interview, she started dating Chris in July. She thought he was a soft-spoken man and thoughtful father who was at the end of divorce proceedings, um, which, again, was a lie. fall foreign line. Um They... When they met at work, he wasn't wearing a wedding ring. And when they would hang out outside of work, she would ask more questions about the divorce. He told her the divorce was almost final and they were working on the financial details. Um, Apparently, they started a physical relationship in July and they started seeing each other four to five times a week, which literally, how? How do you have the time? I guess if they work together, but still
0: how, physical, How oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't have the energy for I'm like, girl, I can do 30 minutes of Pilates a week and I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, how is this? Yeah.
1: Going? I also feel like having one, one life is exhausting. Like, why do you want to lead a double life?
0: <laughs> having one life is exhausting. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm good. Like, I do not need a secret life. It's tiring. No. Yeah. Um, so then when Chris went to visit family in North Carolina at the end of July, which is kind of like where the documentary sort of starts Mm -hmm. because like, it's like Shanann fighting with his parents, Chris not being there at first and then like leaving early and like leaving her there
0: with your in-laws, never leave your partner with their, with your in-laws. You know what I mean? Like that's
1: like, Yeah. Yeah. So apparently when this was happening, uh, Chris called Nicole to tell her that divorce was final. Again, there was no such divorce. Even later that month, he asked her to help him find an apartment that would be good for him and his daughter. So he was just like really prepared to carry this lie until the end.
0: Forever? Yeah.
1: Forever. Um. She also never met his family and friends, but that... Didn't seem really like a red flag um, because she wanted to take things slow with the divorce. And I
0: get that. I honestly, I
1: definitely want to be that. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, she also never doubted that he committed the murders. And here's like some insanity. So at apparently at three forty-five p.m. on August thirteenth, he texted Nicole that Shanann took the girls to a play date and never returned. So he was like already trying to invent another story um and she said he was very yeah a billion stories she says he was very worried but like oh no she she was very worried but he seemed unconcerned and so that night they talked and she said that he kind of seemed unemotional about everything and tried to change the subject and she was like that's extremely suspect so on the 15th was when she called the sheriff's department Mm.
0: Which, and I do, like, I mean, like, she was very, like, and I like that she was kind of just forefront with everything, not trying to cover up anything, just being like, yeah, I cheated on it. I I was having an affair with him. I knew about the kids. This is just what I know. And she she helped the case along.
1: I mean, yeah, that's got to really suck. That's
0: got to suck, especially because she thought, like, oh, we're going to be moving into this apartment together. You know what I mean? Like, she probably was planning a whole different life for herself with him, too.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so now that we, everything is kind of pointing, all signs are pointing to Chris. Here's an account of what happened that day per the taped confession with the investigators. Major shout out to that female investigator who did the polygraph. She was no nonsense, all business. She was great. Uh, So.
1: Oh yeah, and someone kind of was like in our DMs asking for our commentary on how they were kind of like consoling him and like rubbing his back and they thought that was like kind of fucked up. Um, I feel like that's probably just a common interrogation tactic. It's,
0: like, it's to get their trust, expression. yeah. I so,
1: yeah. exactly. That, that just felt to me like very good cop, bad cop, but I love the polygraph lady, how she was like, listen, if you did it, we're gonna know. Well,
0: yeah, cause, and then also, what did she say? She was like, come on, I get it. Chicks are crazy. I was like, okay, this girl is she's going full on acting she's trying.
1: in her like striped target shirt i didn't know that was de- what detectives wore like on svu they're always wearing like a sleek button down and stuff like this girl is like a henley
0: yeah no colorado does things differently yeah that's a good point so in uh the uh, confessions it was known that so kind of what we mentioned earlier Shanann returned from her business trip quote-unquote around 2 a.m 148 a.m to be exact according to this security camera footage he, uh, and this is also this, the last footage that we see of her, uh, he felt her get into bed. He also said he felt like she knew about the affair. Uh, they had intercourse, they hooked up, and then fell asleep. He then says that he woke uh, up to get ready for work and, work, and woke Shanann up to talk. He says that he was straddling her as she was laying on her back. Um, You know, that classic...
1: Yeah, how you have normal conversations with people. What the fuck?
0: Yeah, that's not how you have your business meetings? Weird, okay. (laughs) Uh, To ask if they should cancel an upcoming trip and move to Brighton to get away from their house. Uh, He said that she said she knew about the affair, so she started to cry. Right, which,
1: like, in the text, you could see that she, I mean... Again, you know, yeah. this man was not smart and also not subtle and she suspected it for a long time, but he kept denying it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So it's kind of like, so it's, and also like she, he was, ga- yeah, he was fully gaslighting her. Oh yeah. Um, so then when she started to cry, he denied having the affair. He told her he didn't think the marriage would work. And then she just said, cause I mean, like she just was told that like, she's getting dumped. She was angry and she said, you, you'll never see your kids again. And then when she said that, Chris put his hands around her neck and strangled her. Uh, he told investigators he didn't know why. Shanann didn't fight back. Says she may have been praying. Um, I feel like- I don't that's know. Not, I don't think that she would have just gone right to that.
1: No, uh, I no- think people think that she was just sleeping when he killed her.
0: I think so too. I, that was my personal thing. And also that's even what her dad said too. That is like She was sleeping not knowing this because he knew that his daughter would fight back. Right. And, cause, and also they're saying that she didn't fight back because there were no defensive wounds on either Shanann's or Chris's bodies. Uh, noise, though, of course, from this fight, oh, woke up Bella, one of their daughters, and she came in and asked, what's wrong with mommy? He says Bella knew what was going on because she was smart. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then, so uh, we get into some of the graphic stuff with the kids, which is just truly, if you didn't watch it and you squeamish or anything like that this is the skip part but just to get into it yeah yeah um so then he ended up wrapping shenan in a sheet and tried to carry her downstairs but lost his grip and had to drag her out to his truck which is kind of why we saw the truck positioning weirdly on the camera footage the noise then of course woke up the other daughter celeste because it's just a huge commotion now he then put celeste and bella in the back of the truck on the bench seat which is just so repulsed, like so beyond to me putting your two daughters with your their dead mom this, uh, ugh, he, it's, he then ugh. drove 45 minutes to the oil field where he worked 45 minutes in the car with
1: them. right with them still in the back like alive alive and that's then, what gets me like that's i mean just, there's a lot of things that gets me yeah 45 minutes be, with
0: the kids and then just still doing this decision uh right he, yeah so then when he got there He put Cece's Yankee's uh, blanket over her head and strangled her. Uh, Medical reports are saying that they were suffocated, not strangled. So, but between one of the things, they know the blanket was- Right. I
1: think it's just like he was saying that this is how it went down, but then the medical reports are saying like another thing. Yeah.
0: And then he carried her to the oil tank or because at the oil field where he worked and put her inside. Uh, After that, Bella asked, what happened to Cece? Is the same thing going to happen to me as Cece? Then he killed Bella and put her in the other tank. Her last words, uh, this is from Chris, was, Daddy, no. Uh, she fought for her life. She had cuts in her mouth and bit her tongue multiple times. It's just. I
1: you know. have like chills, even Ch- though like I read that in the article, like just hearing it again.
0: It's just because when you think of it, you're like, you truly drove 45 minutes with your chi- children that are supposed to be a lot of your life. And even in the footage, too, he, always, he was saying that he loved all he wanted to be was a dad and have kids who loved him and everything like that. And then, had no, and then no remote, like, nothing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I don't even know what to say, because it's, it's just so depraved that it's really hard to wrap my head around. It's heartbreaking, yeah. Um, truly heartbreaking. And in his confession, he said, it's like something else was controlling me that day. He told investigators he killed his daughters out of anger with Shanann. And also, as we know from the documentary, like, he initially tried we kind of see the investigators like try to give him an out to get a confession out of him yes um so initially they're like oh did shenan do something to the kids and you had to kill her and he's like oh yeah yeah totally let's go with that Mm
0: -hmm. and then confess that to his dad too yeah
1: yeah and everyone was like dude no. no like just you know man up and admit that you did all these terrible things and don't Don't try to pin it on your poor, murdered wife who's innocent. I also could not believe the dad. No. I could not believe it. Like, I don't know. I mean, I would, I don't know. What the fuck would you do if your child uh, confessed such a horrible crime to you? And then also not
0: even like your child, your in-law, then your grandchildren too. Like the light of your yeah. life, these little girls that were just so pure. It's
1: Yeah. I, I feel like maybe the dad must have been like in shock or something.
0: And then also, yeah. And then the, um, yeah. The, then the mom at the, Shanann's mom at the uh, case too. Or no, was it his mom who was like, we still love you or something like that? Which... I
1: think it was his mom. And we were like, all right. Babe, let's tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: um so i mean that was, also
1: okay. what were you gonna say
0: oh i was gonna say it just like it just truly and that was kind of like when it got to the confession everything happened very fast too i feel like both in the case and the documentary where it sort of just unfortunately wrapped itself up which is and it's interesting too because i always feel like in documentaries there's times and we're like oh my god i want all the answers and then now we have all the answers and i'm like i still hate it
1: yeah and i think there there's a lot of people who like aren't satisfied with the answers which are basically just he wanted this other life with someone else and instead of getting a divorce resorted to the most horrible thing you can imagine um i mean that's enough for me personally it's enough
0: for me yeah because i know because he confessed. like his plea was that because he confessed all the crimes he doesn't get the death penalty yeah let him just sit in this forever yeah
1: right right um but but um a couple people wanted us to get into like the Thrive connection because it's an MLM. So I'll do it.
0: We're unpacking it. Yeah, I'll we're it and this guys? is just because we can't we can't look at an MLM and not talk about it. We gotta, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. It was interesting that they really it seemed like um the documentary like made a point to obscure the fact that she was doing this direct sales, which I'm curious why, like. I wonder,
0: cause, and I feel like because it is an interesting because th- it is like such, Thrive is such an interesting company in the sense of an MLM to unpack, but I'm sure it's hard, and even that's why we're putting it at the end, too, just as a aside, because it's hard to be like, oh, by the way, you know what I mean?
1: Right. Well, it, it's just weird how they were like, oh, she was at a business meeting, when it's like, sort of. I don't know why they wouldn't just say what it was, but yeah. I mean whatever. People are interested. So here's the deal, basically. In an interview with the Colorado Bureau of Investigation, Frederick PD and the FBI, Chris said that he was a regular user of Thrive. According to their website, Thrive, I think we've actually talked about this before. A little bit, yeah. But it's it's this product, Thrive, and the company, it's by a company called Level, and it's quote... Level, but L-E with a hyphen. So it's, Yeah, it's L-E-V-E-L. M- so it's quote A premium lifestyle system to help you experience peak physical and mental levels. They come in patches, capsules and a powder. This is just stuff I pulled from like, their website. Cuz like what does that mean peak mental? I levels? mean that's the thing. I think the it's like all of these types of supp- supplements are unregulated so you can't really make like concrete health claims or else you'll like get in trouble with the FDA. So okay.
0: It's a fine line that they that the MLMs. It's a fine hyphen that they walk on.
1: Fine hyphen, yeah. So basically, the website says um, these products are meant to fill nutritional gaps, and they contain things like vitamins, minerals, extracts, probiotics, protein, fiber, basically every like health buzzword. Adaptogens. Why the fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> um, and and again, they they paint a, a pretty broad picture of like what it can do. They say. It can give you energy, mental clarity, less aches and discomfort, better weight management, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Everything that MLMs always say they'll do for you. Yeah. I mean, it really just promises you the world, Aladdin. Like, I can show you the (laughs) world. Um, And I I was trying to get the ingredients. The website is, like, as you can imagine, kind of cagey. Um, But according to Healthline.com, the active ingredients are something called Forsling Green Coffee Bean extract garcinia Cam- Cambodia, some other shit that i can't pronounce i'm not even gonna try I've never heard these words before but yeah me either um that garcinia cambogia stuff is a apparently a popular weight loss supplement um that's said to increase fat burn decrease appetite um other things the patches include are things like l-theanine l-arginine yerba mate vitamin b12 um Actually, L-theanine, I've taken in a supplement before. It just relaxes you. I don't know what the hell it's doing there. I do
0: like yerba mate. It just kind of uh, caffeinates you. I don't know what, what it's doing think here either. Mate,
1: like a dumbass. Um, yeah, and vitamin B12 is like a normal thing. I mean, there's some other stuff, but I don't know. Basically, like, we don't really know. That's maybe what's in these, but there's a, kind of a lot of speculation of like, how much caffeine is in this, basically
0: and also cuz yeah cuz uh, Chris also took them.
1: Right. So that's with these patches um Chris said he would use this one specific patch called the duo burn. Um and it appears to raise his heart rate. He uh, said that he felt like he was working out all day even though he wasn't. Um which to me would be like all right well I'm going to maybe chill with these patches. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a point in my life where like I was dating this guy and we would take pre workout and then go work out and like literally I would feel like I was about to start rolling because like <laughs> my heart rate would increase and my hands would get tingly and I'm like okay I gotta stop doing this I don't need to like take meth to go do squats at LA fitness
0: I need just a I need a treat after I don't need any before work and I need post workout yeah
1: yeah exactly Um, so he was doing these patches. He told investigators he was sleeping, like, three hours a night. Um, we don't know if he was on this stuff, the, the, at the time of the murders. Um, Nicole also said in an interview that Chris was wearing two patches at once, like, every time she would see him, when you're only supposed to wear one. Um, and she said that he would have, like, a ton of energy when they would hang out to the point that, like, she would have to take naps like, the next day after because, like, he would just be, like, bouncing off the walls so late. Which is, like, a weird...
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, maybe she was just not giving all the details, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like any time I hang out with a guy, I always have to take a nap the next day anyway because I'm like, ugh, you're sharing my bed, you're just in my space. Get we're, out of here.
0: We're introverts, me, you, and Nicole.
1: Yeah. Right. Um... And also, the other Nicole, the friend who called the cops, also sold Thrive, and she told an investigator that Chris lost 70 to 80 pounds since he started using it and also working out more. And um, I feel like we talked about this with Nancy Grace.
0: Yes. Just Are how, we- like,
1: all of a sudden he, like, I mean, not all of a sudden, but, like, he just dropped all this weight and started working out and, like, became obsessed with fitness and...
0: Felt like a new life coming on type of thing. So that's what we kind of felt like, okay, well, what is, is this? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Some people think that Thrive contributed to this, and I just think fuck that.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I think this is a premeditated type of situation. Is yeah. Because also, because Thrive wouldn't make you drive this patch. Wouldn't make you drive forty-five minutes to an oil field with your children in the back of the car, and then and then going to kill your kids.
1: Yeah. I don't like putting the blame on really any, anything else, any other factors. Um, I mean, I, I know that sleep deprivation can seriously fuck with people if that's what was going on. But... I guess,
0: but still, I feel like sleep deprivation even wouldn't, there's, there's a lot of steps that went into this one. I feel like that. Can't...
1: Agreed. Yeah. Um, but that's the deal with thrive. Um, And then, yeah, the event in Arizona that uh, Shannan and Nicole were at was apparently this, like, level leadership seminar, so.
0: That's the business trip, the quote-unquote business trip. Yeah. We've all seen a bunch of MLM people together in an airport just going, like, okay, the matching shirts. That was me with Herbalife Herbalife on my way home from New
1: Orleans. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Talk about a nightmare.
0: All right. So besides that, so now we'll kind of just wrap up the conversation about the case in general. We talked about it a little bit. So, but he eventually was charged with the nine felonies and pled guilty to all of them to avoid the death penalty. Uh, yeah, no, like no shit, I guess because he was so purely guilty. Yeah. In November twenty eighteen, he was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences plus eighty four years, the max penalties for all charges. So he's he's in there.
1: He's, I wonder. I wonder why they do that in sentencing. They're like, all right, you're going to stay in there until you die. And then your body is going to be there for, I mean, I know that's not actually what happens, but. But I know it's like for life and then 84 years. after, And then more just, just in case you thought you could somehow make it out of here alive. Like we're going to tack on 84 more years to your ghost.
0: Your, your, your ghost ghost for 84 years. That's the house haunting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, Uh, an appropriate sentence for sure. But I've always wondered why that's a thing.
0: So the place he will be haunting is a maximum security prison in Wisconsin. Uh, He was moved out of Colorado for security reasons. Uh, He's in protective custody. Fair enough. Because I feel like
1: this murder was, I mean, so nationally covered and I'm sure locally, like it was.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I don't think this guy would have lasted like five minutes in prison in Colorado. I'm sure everyone knew who he was. Exact. exactly, 100%. So, and he's in protective custody uh,
0: at, in Wisconsin and only leaves his cell for an hour a day for exercise and showers. He's apparently, of course.
1: This just makes me want to, like, yeet myself into the
0: sun. Truly. He's corresponding with multiple women uh, who apparently have compassion for him.
1: <sighs> Come the fuck
0: on people like sorry, like fuck a sex doll you know what i mean like to these women messaging him like who the, what the fuck are you getting also do?
1: just like go on fucking tinder and like you can find any moderately attractive white dude named chris like you do not chris. have to go correspond with this heinous heinous individual
0: literally he's been getting more mail like this since the documentary came out uh and of course um, (laughs)
1: i just put in a bullet why are people like this
0: (laughs) (laughs) truly um people magazine says that he (gasps) found religion in prison um i feel like that's kind of your only i guess if you only have an hour to exercise and shower i mean yeah
1: what else are you gonna do with your time
0: yeah so he paid one million for each death plus three million for emotional damage with eight percent annual interest to Shanann's family in a civil suit
1: yeah Ugh. Oh, God. I'm just still hung up on the women just corresponding with him oh, in prison. I mean, so yeah. It's I'm like, come on, ladies.
0: That's so bad. I we mean, can do
1: better than this.
0: We can do better than this. But yeah, this case, I mean, we got all the info from it. I still hate it so much, but we did it. We did it because everyone wanted us to do it.
1: Yeah. I feel like I have, I mean, my, my thoughts to this, honestly, are, are pretty similar to Nancy Grace's.
0: <laughs> our new friend, I mean, our, our best friend now because we've been friends.
1: Our before. BFF. Ugh. Oh, God, I know. Although I will say, like, she has a nickname for basically every woman who does a bad thing. Like, Lori Vallow is cult mom. Casey mm. Anthony was like, what, tot mom or something like I think that? So, yeah. Like, let's give Chris a shitty name, too. Ooh. We should have um, asked her that.
0: Yeah, we should have.
1: But I. I my imagination is failing me right now, except for like a you know a bunch of expletives. But I was gonna
0: say I was gonna say the c word, and I don't know if we can do that on a podcast. So I'm just. Going to, <laughs> you know.
1: I like that we'll drop f bombs, but we're just gonna draw the line at the c word. I'm
0: pleading the fifth
1: there. Yeah, definitely pleading the fifth. Um, but I don't know. I I really will say I I could have watched. I mean, not that I could have watched more because I don't think I could have stomached it. Um. I think that documentary actually could have been longer.
0: Yes. And I don't know if it's because I'm just like, I can, I don't know if I can never be satisfied. I'm like, when it's too long, I'm like, this could be shorter. But this one, I was like, I could have had more details and more interviews.
1: I mean, yeah, it's weird because Netflix either does one of two things where they're like, it's a 17 hour documentary. And like, you know, 16 of those hours are a complete throwaway or they take something that's pretty interesting and then they just distill it to like 30 minutes and you're like, wait, what? So I'm working I on it. Yeah. I mean maybe because they were just like doing the kind of found footage style. Um but I would have been interested to hear interviews.
0: More from like the other families and stuff like that. Yeah, I would have too. I wonder if a lot yeah. of people refuse to interview maybe, but who knows?
1: I wonder. And also I would have wanted to hear from the friend.
0: Yeah that's true
1: yeah what a what a good friend well what a
0: she's a ride or die so we all need it we all need a nicole with the k not the h
1: yeah be that friend i think i'm gonna start just you gotta you gotta keep telling your friends your whereabouts like at all times
0: drop pins babies drop pins you know that's all you can do
1: drop I, a pin
0: drop a pen, and i feel like that's kind of I feel like I can't think about this case anymore. I think the episode has to end.
1: <laughs> For some reason, like we've covered way, I mean, not way more horrible, but equally horrible crimes. Like the Fred and Rose West comes to mind.
0: Yeah. I don't know if this one, cause it's like modern and we saw the footage and everything like that. It just hits so much harder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely hits different. I, I think you're right because we just like saw this family just like, you know, existing and and being a normal, happy family. It just hits
0: way different. I think hard because she was just so happy, exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, we did it and we're never doing this again. I say that every time. I'm like, we're never talking about this again, but it's true. Uh,
0: Well, let us know what you guys thought about the case and also the documentary in the Facebook group, Not Another True Crime group.
1: Yeah, Um, DM us on instagram natc pod um talk to us about the case talk to us about other less horrible crimes you want us to cover yeah um the bell gibson episode was a fan suggestion and that was a good one so that was a
0: good one yeah so keep them coming guys you got stuff like
1: that great suggestions um so yeah just dm us on instagram natc pod or throw it in the group um you can follow me on instagram at sarah la you can follow me at cashmere danny cashmere with a k and thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time.
0: Betches